0: Morning again on this Tuesday, March twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. Continue on in finishing, um, closing up uh, different lessons the Lord has showed me, and waiting on His timing, or waiting on my obedience, perhaps <laughs> may be the case. I hope not. Uh, this uh, lesson was given on April the twenty second, twenty seventeen uh walking in the Lord. It's like you got different uh looks like you gave me another one too, actually. This goes to Second Timothy. Uh pretty much we'll stick around four. Chapter four verses one and two. Second Timothy was mm, pretty much known as uh more like the possibility of Paul's last message to uh the disciples uh, his disciple timothy that um god called to walk with him and follow him and go with him and serve alongside him uh learning who the lord is rightly dividing the word uh doing the work of ministry um the ministry um until he was left back in uh ephesus to uh as an elder or pastor of a church um but this message also, when you look at it, we know every word when it was written, a couple thousand years ago and thousands of years ago. You know, some people say, "Well, it's not relevant now." It says, "Yeah, it is. God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, uh, and He always will be." Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, is He coming again in the flesh? Out there for another thirty-three three years? No. Uh, he came to cross and. The flesh he had when he rose up was like a glorified body. We can't really describe it. Uh, really, because it doesn't get that much influence. But um, we still he came down and gave us, showed us the way. He used the way. Gave us his word, which are his instructions, our charging orders. But um, just before Paul was getting ready um, to depart, this earth he knew the time of his death and he knew it was going to be some kind of a brutal death where it was going to be a lot of pain um i've heard two different rumors now however last i heard him, he was born in oil i said yeah that pretty much would have been painful he was charging um uh, his young disciple his uh mentor as we call him or mentee rather see as we call him today uh, because we like to get rid of a lot of references of God, you know, we think it doesn't offend people. You know, that offends people more when we don't give them the word of God, but give them the word of man instead. That is, when I look, but when I think about it now, it's kind of upsets me a little bit. Okay, ticks me off. Um, when we secularize stuff, we allow it, so not to offend people. We're not, that's why we don't give, we don't proclaim the gospel, we don't speak. The gospel, only one gospel, Jesus Christ, and any other gospel, gospel of the flesh is accursed. Thank to God, and those will be accursed. Um, but let's uh, he was trying to always give him instructions of, uh, what to do and how to live, and, um, both in ministry and, well, ministry, like I said, in other lessons that God taught me, is we all have ministries. Could be at home, workplace, well, at home is always, always one of them. Could be in a workplace, could be in a business through a business, um, could be serving directly inside a uh, church organization, you know, whichever. You know, but uh, for the most part, we all have a ministry. Even if we could be pastors in a church, you know, our ministry is not just inside that church. It's outside. It's in our families. um, Or we can we can be an employee. We could be a manager. We could be a uh, worker. Uh, an employer, or actually uh, even a manager's employee too, if they think about it, if they don't think of it anymore like that. Um, it's the same thing. That's a ministry. That's your ministry. The guy that trusts with you, you glorify in his name. He's charged them in the presence of God in Christ Jesus. That Acknowledging that uh, they are hearing and seeing everything. You know, that he got this message from God, and he's also speaking it to him. He says, "Okay, now go and tell Timothy this. It's okay, I'm going. I'll write to him actually, because I think he wrote to him. I think he was, yeah, he was still in prison. Um, yes, yeah, so this was a letter. Excuse me, uh, who is to judge the living and the dead? Yeah, there will be time like that. We are the living, Christians are the living right now, and all those that God adds to his body, all those that God saves, you know become the living, the dead, the lost." Uh, not just necessarily physically dead, uh, and by his appearing in his kingdom, you know that's at the time when he's going to do it. You know, this can't we are not to bring his kingdom back down to earth. Yeah, that—that—that's a false teaching. It's—I don't know how it started. Well, we know it came from Satan, because uh, all false teaching does. But um, we don't want Jesus to come back right away before his time. Cause that pretty much we're saying, saying, well, man, they're lost. I just, you know, okay, I'm in the body now. I got my family in the body now. You, you, as a Christian now, you go ahead and just bring back you, go ahead and bring your kingdom back. That basically, when he brings his kingdom back, the whole earth is gone. It's gonna get tossed. he says, okay, I'm in now, so I don't lose it out there. uh go ahead and basically, when people say stuff like that, bring your kingdom now. We're just saying out there uh, okay go ahead and judge everybody go ahead and destroy everybody Uh okay okay, I got in the wrong lane here um, okay I'm sitting in the parking a lot reading this so wait until the library opens up I'm going to tell you some more but the third key verse is the two one is preach the word the word of God the gospel first uh and then how it all relates to the word of God be ready in season and out of season we prove we brook, And exhort with complete patience and teaching. I ain't got the patience part. Yep. Working on it. I'm better than I was. But I ain't there yet. Um, You see right there. God through Paul is charging Timothy. Who's now a pastor and an elder in the church. To preach the word. In season and out. That word in season. Means opportunity. As it's. Is you're right there. God has softened the heart. He's got somebody in front of you. Proclaim the gospel. Say, well, Jesus Christ came down to earth. You know, God came to earth in the form of Jesus Christ out there as a human being. As you and me. um To suffer and die on the cross. To be the lamb of God. The sacrifice of the lamb that God needs to uh save us. That God wants to reconcile us back to himself. Came down to suffer and die on the cross. Be buried. Third day raise up and four days later return back to his throne you know his rightful throne his only throne he's the only one that sits upon the throne the true throne um that's the gospel that's it you know we can't live that We're, we, we weren't called to lose our flesh uh, we weren't called to um not some may lose our flesh you know but um we weren't called to um be nailed to a cross again we, if they ever bring back that punishment uh, some of us may. Peter and his wife both died on a cross and were killed on a cross. Peter chose to go upside down because his, he said his Lord was right side up and he's not worthy of that. But, uh, but it's in season. You say somebody, you program the gospel, you teach the word of God, and then God's already going to give them the lost to save, the sinner to save, to come in out of season. There is no opportunity. We walk around, we're proclaiming the gospel. We tell the public reading the scripture. You know, one of the other examples that I just read about was, uh, where is it? Wait to this one here. Thought I had a, I lost it. Exhort First Timothy 4.13. It's like, uh, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. Do we actually do that in public, or do we just do it in the church building? To exhortation. Yeah, you're lifting everybody up. Yeah, you want to exhort people to teaching the Word of God. Are we only doing it in public, or are we only doing it behind closed doors, inside a church building? What we are being equipped, what we are learning, what we are hearing from God when we go to church... That we're supposed to be speaking as we're going out. We don't just keep it there. We don't what God tells us if we're listening to him in our homes. We just don't keep it there. We gotta take it out. We just don't say, oh, well, until we opportunity, until we get invited. God don't say that. God says whenever we got the chance, if they're walking in unrighteousness, we do our best to walk in unrighteousness out there. Um, which will basically almost condemn their actions. John, so many people just use John 3.16, but they forget about the contextual verse, which is 17 through 21. They're condemned already because they rejected light in, uh, because their deeds are all dark. Their speech is all dark. Uh, so they're rejecting light. It's just like they're condemned. Jesus didn't come to condemn, but the condemnation's already there when you reject Jesus Christ. And so, there's like four points, and it's just like, they're not going to be long, I'm going to read them quick. Um, the first and foremost that we ourselves, again, God's talking to believers. But, uh, He's talking to us. We're the ones that had the same charge that God gave Paul to give to Timothy out there, you know, and Timothy, I'm sure, had to share it with outside, too. You look at the verse right behind it saying, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching by having itching ears. See, they want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear so they can live okay and it, the, acceptable in the flesh. They, they want to be able to have sex outside of marriage, have babies outside of marriage, out there and feel good about themselves. Those are the kind of teachers that they want to put in front of them. Those are the kind of preachers that they want to hire and put in a... Uh, but those are that kind that God will put in those pulpits. Those are not teachers that God will send. If somebody's coming in and say, Oh, you can go ahead. It's okay. You can feel comfortable. And you need, when you have sex, you're not, you're not going to come through and beat anybody. When they screw up and they want to get right with God, when God's convicted of them saying, Okay, you screwed up. I am going to chase you. There's going to be consequences to it. But that's not the way you're going to live in that sin. I'm gonna take you out of it. So, people don't want that anymore. We can look around the world and see the number of preachers that are stepping in the pulpits. Even those that have been given to pulpits, you know, eyes have become dim. You got lampshades that have gone on the lamp. Lampshade will dim the light so it's not, bang, I'm awake this morning. When you see that light, and sometimes we need to see that light to wake up. When we first turn it on, and light overtakes the darkness when we get up once. We don't start by our toes when we get up out of bed and crawl up out of bed actually. Uh, but it breaks through the darkness. If we got a lamp if we're walking into our workplaces into our place of businesses if we're walking into our households if we're, even if we're walking into dark churches and we got a lampshade on we're basically dimming the light. So those inside that are not yet in the body of Christ. And You know, they may feel a little cut to the heart, but not fully. We are not allowed to have a lamp stand, a lamp shade on the lamp, covering the lamp. Walking, that light has to shine brightly. The only way we continue to reverberate that light, to keep that light clean, is through prayer and through Bible study. We just can't sit before God and pray out there without opening the Bible's. But the first one is, are you obeying God to preach His Word, specifically the Gospel, to all? He don't say, well, just in the church, or just in your family, or just amongst your close circle of friends, your close network. No, to all. You're in the store, are you sharing the Word of God with other people? Are you listening for the Spirit's prompting saying, that person needs to hear your Word? am I guilty of it yeah do that do it um two we're not called to just do good things be careful with that one you know just to help the needy yes we are to call we have to be the source God wants us to be the source just like he told Philip when the five thousand when he was hungry and Philip saying Lord send them home so they can go get food they were too far away they would have died before they got there so he said you feed them he's like look at, okay with what? I I don't have enough food to feed this many. You forgot to look. I'm right in front of you. I am God. That's me. made a way. Boy, did he too. 5,000 people with just uh, two fish and five loaves of bread. We'll never fail them. that one. He can still do it today. I've seen them do it. I've seen somehow that food stretched out and everybody got fed and was, they were contented. Nobody was like saying, can I have more? I usually have some more cookies, but that's me. Uh, three. We must correct each other when we're in there. That's love. And this God is talking to brothers. It's almost more likely somebody's not the body, in the body of Christ yet. Somebody's not a genuine Christian yet. They're not gonna receive that correction. You know, they may. If you got, if God has allowed put put you there for a year or two or enough time, it could even be six months. If he's given you enough favor, allowed you to have enough favor of that person, then you could probably go to somebody one on one and say, yeah, I don't want to, this ain't judging out there, but you know, you really shouldn't speak like that or you really shouldn't act like that. You know, you're being a bad example to your kids or some of that. If you give enough favor, there are some that he will give us favor for that. You know, we're just not going to go to every employee and say, "Man, you need to stop cussing." Yeah, they do, but yeah, I don't think he's going to have you do that. But if he's get if he's had you there in enough time, if you're there a long time and they're still committing that act of sin, then you're you're the one that's in disobedience. If you're allowing them to continue down that path, if you're allowing them to continue on the path to foolishly think that they're a Christian and they can still cuss and swear regularly. It's practice sin. That makes a difference. Not stumbling because we're all going to stumble. But if you're allowing somebody and you've been in a location for 20, 30 years and you're allowing them to do it, you're as bad as they are before God. So Somebody need to hear that one. We're not told to wait for opportunity. Oh, that pretty much, I pretty much said that before. Yeah, that's what, in season, out of season. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna have a lot of fruit on, you know, on our trees yet if we're out of season. Like this winter season here, I can look around out my window there and I see a lot of trees with nothing on them. It's just like, so, it's foolish for us to go look for a leaf on whatever kind of tree this is. Probably a cheap one more likely, uh, city-wise but if we actually get close enough with our magnifying glasses, we'll probably find a bud getting ready probably with a coat on at this point I think it's 25 Uh we can look around at the grass and say oh, it's getting nice now I gotta mow the lawn uh, no it's still brown <laughs> and it's not even grown but there's still season but we're still gonna we know what's coming and we're still gonna see a bud so it's just like and we're still gonna have that inkling in us we all have seasons um that we're not gonna see full fruit on us yet. But for those that are genuine Christians, you know, God may be trying to pull out a weed uh to prepare us for that fruit bearing season but we still got a seed his seed in us enough so we can give the gospel of Jesus Christ. That maybe I will we'll be able to do. We may, may not be not baby expound. Maybe that's another reason that he allowed um uh, The season here, you know, different verses like you know Psalm one three, you know, bearing fruit in season. When planted in Christ, um, we can't bear fruit. Otherwise, that thing with good works. What's the good works we're doing? We think we can be good moral people, and people can be good moral people and be right with God. Man, we can't do morality and ethics. Without Jesus Christ, not the correct ones, not the ones that's gonna get us to heaven, not the ones that's gonna get us to know God, to know His voice. You know, we could try all we want, you got somebody, you got actually Satan can pretend he's a moral person, helping people, give somebody food out there, but not giving them the gospel. You know, what what good is that? You feed somebody, you give me, and you, you only feed somebody, not to say, if somebody's hung, truly hungry, most of them don't want food. They want money so they can go and stay in that drugs, stay in that alcohol, whichever the case. You know, now some of them do legitimately food, and by all means, bring them to a restaurant and sit them down. Or if it's a warm enough climate, if it's an outside place, go buy some food and sit outside with them. And giving the word of God, you know, like I said, if it's not cold or some of like that, or sit them down. and I says, you know, can I tell you about Jesus Christ while we're eating? Can I share with you? Wait a minute, can I, let me pray over the food, uh, and ask God to bless the food and bless our bodies. I so, do. Can I tell you about Jesus? What He's done in me? Don't just sit there and get food because you're, what you're doing, you're trying to be moral in your own strength. You're actually sinning against God. You're causing more harm to that person. That person is gonna come fat. uh and lazy and not doing anything. Don't just, you know, now you can say, okay, you're just teaching the basics of a job, but then don't follow through. Don't walk with them. That's foolish as crap. Just say, well, if you just be a good moral people all your life, you get your way to heaven. No, that's trying to earn your way to heaven. We can't even earn one step towards heaven. We'll fall before we're done. Psalm 145, Fifteen. Waiting on the Lord is what gives us meat in our season. Again, we'll get the more we wait on the Lord, the more we wait. Okay, God, you, um, order my steps today. Send me where you want me to go. Put in front of me who you need to know, who need to hear the word. Um, I was just recently given X420. I gotta figure out why. Let me go to X420. Luckily, I got a iPad here. God bless me with. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and what we have heard. Are you truly here what God's, uh, no? Speaking to you? Or are you just in prayer long enough to, uh, long enough to just tell Lord, bless this person, help this person, Father God, you know, you know, they have this need, they're sick, they're sick, Father God, in the body out there, you know, uh, heal them, touch them, heal them. Those, I'm not saying those are bad prayers by any means, but however, is that all we're saying? Are we giving them the gospel? The first need we all have is to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was gonna be offensive. It's offensive when we're lost. It was offensive to us until we came to Jesus and we received him. It makes no good or little good just to hear the gospel and not encourage them to receive the Lord Jesus as Savior and Lord. It's just like, God's grace and mercy will cleanse us up but then will leave an empty vessel, an empty temple, an empty spirit, um, that he doesn't come in and reside. There's something wrong with that because we got a warning for that in scripture that says in the after God's delivered us of whatever demon, whatever stronghold is dwelling in us from we're no longer Satan's child, but God's but when God does when he returns Goes back to his former home, his former vessel, to that human he came out of, male or female. He goes back and he finds it cleaned out, put in order. Only God can do that. Clean it out, his grace and mercy. However, it was empty. I never fully understood that except that obviously they preached the gospel. They heard it. They believe in Jesus with their lips. They did a profession of faith. But Jesus never came in. They didn't surrender with their whole heart, their whole being. When it says heart, it's not just that red little thing, the blood pumping thing that keeps blood going throughout from our tops of our crunch of our heads to the toes of our balls of our feet. That's not the heart it's talking about. That definition is cardio. That definition means our entire being, the seat of emotions, the seat of everything. We're turning everything over to Jesus Christ, including our, starting with ourselves. Jesus owns everything anyways. We're all just stewards. Even the lost is stewards for what they're given from. When we don't manage that properly, God's going to take it back. He'll just take it from us. He says, you're leading people astray. I says, I didn't give you that. Take it back. He'll take it back and we'll just, we'll rally we'll wonder why. Okay, guys, where'd I screw up? That's the first step. That's humility. That's humbling ourselves before God. Says God, I messed up before you. Not only did we mess up before. It could be staff. It could be our superiors. It uh, could be our families. It could be one another. When we correct, we have to correct one another. We are to go to them. Or else we really don't love our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we're not going in prayer. God, <coughs> I almost guarantee it's in his word. He's going to send send us to somebody, man to man, woman to woman. He's going to send us to somebody to say, I believe I I said, are you struggling with this? We know it's from God uh, that that person, that brother, that sister came to us when the very thing that we're struggling with that we had told nobody but God sends us somebody else. Then you know we're listening to God. If we just put that on a prayer list where everybody automatically physically knows, I'm not necessarily saying that stuff is necessarily bad, because I don't, I want to be careful not to call evil good and good evil, but same token, that's not the way we're supposed to be hearing stuff. We all now have a, Christians now have a right to go into the throne of God. Don't let a sinner go into the throne of God until they receive Jesus Christ. If we're, uh, we're not going in without that covering, without the blood of Jesus Christ. We're toast. You look at all those times when anybody went into the most holy of holies, uh, the wasn't called there. It was only the high priest that could go into the holy of holies and that was like, I think a couple times a year if I recall that scripture. Uh, don't, don't let a sinner go into, uh, you know, into the, straight in the presence of God until they receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. That's like dangerous. But however, encourage them to just call upon His name and save them. He'll take us he takes us as his are. but to think he keeps us that way, man, that's that's such a demonic teaching itself, right there. I says he don't keep us like that. If to think we're gonna get into heaven, he says, oh yeah. I says, oh man, and people can say, oh praise God, he'll bring us into heaven, but he's gonna keep us that way. No, he's gonna strip, he's gonna cut away what uh, we. I should hope if we have to have surgery, physical surgery, we're we'll going to the operating room. We're gonna come out with the same animal we had. There are, Unfortunately there are hospitals out there Doctors doing that now They leave a part of it Just so they can make more money down the road I'm not sure where that came from But I guarantee there are doctors out there doing that There are hospitals out there doing that Oh we got to assure ourselves Continued income stream We got to make sure we don't completely heal somebody When Jesus heals It's full It's completely That's sanctification So when you come to Jesus know that whatever all the sins all the attachments all the strongholds all the stuff that's displeasing before god eventually he's going to show us he's going to say son daughter that's harmful to you it's displeasing to me but it will destroy you it's been eating you away don't you want to get there at that point when we lay down our will and we pick up his will um we accept His will. He's we're gonna eventually we're gonna grow in our wisdom and knowledge. He goes, says, oh, Lord, you're right. I've been hanging on to this all this time, and you haven't been fully set free. When we release whatever it is, He's saying that needs to go next. It's not that I want to take it away. It's not. It's harmful. God's not don't want us to have anything that's harmful to us. He's not gonna give us anything that's gonna hold us back. He's gonna He's not gonna have anything that's gonna bind us up. The devil likes to bind. So are you proclaiming the Word? What's keeping you from it? Have you received Jesus Christ, who is the Word and fully as Lord and Savior? And if so, now are you going freely out and presenting the gospel, presenting his word? If you're in a restaurant or if you're in a coffee shop, are you studying the word? Are you looking at the word? Are you praying? Now you may not you know, necessarily vocalize your prayer in the middle of a restaurant or something like that. Obviously you may be there with a the fellowship. Are you there with the word of God? Granted, there are restaurants out there because I heard this testimony out there with... In a restaurant in Charlotte, in Charlotte area, when they were going to open the Bible, they ordered the they ordered the meal, ordered the iced teas or soda pops, whatever they were drinking, water. Um, there was no wine involved. They just chose that. Um, they ordered the meal and then they started to open the Bibles. It was a group of ladies. They were asked either to put the uh, put the Bibles away, or leave the restaurant. This was in the Charlotte area. It's got 800 something churches. You tell me all of them were right with God. No, 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 no. The manager came up and asked. I heard they chose to put the Bible away. I would have said. I said, give me my check. I'm leaving. We're leaving instead. I would have chose to leave. I would have said, I'm not even going to give my money here. I would pay for the drinks. Because you were drinking it. You consumed it. And you didn't want to hurt the waitress. So I would have. Drinks were probably about two bucks a piece. I would have given them probably like five, six bucks. After and left. I says. Okay. Have at it. I hope the food will not start cooking. Because we're not paying for that. We didn't get it yet. <laughs> so. Tell your chef in here to stop making the food. We'll just leave. So I may have heard that. Some may have even known that restaurant with the rest of the restaurant. But uh, do the right thing. So the, that's out there. That warning's out there when they don't want to even see the word of God. They weren't going to stand up and preach the gospel. They were having a Bible study so people could see. And they stand up and praying. That's all they were doing. They were just talking amongst the word. What God is sharing laid upon their hearts. And what he's teaching them lately. That's all they were doing. That's all we're supposed to do. But then the choice is in the bar. So again. Proclaim the gospel. And the same way Paul. uh, Jesus charged Paul to charge Timothy. He also charges us. Proclaim the gospel. uh, Everywhere. In season and out of season. Don't wait for an opportunity. That's Satan's way of saying. Well. Wait until the the opportunity is right. Opportunity is always right. Especially now so. Father God. Let us proclaim the gospel. Let us go outward and. Share people your word. to not and not stand not back down no matter what, not back down when people fight it, but encourage them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ this day because they know they never know when their last day is gonna come. I ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Love y'all.